Poised for Exit is a show for business owners who want to achieve a successful future exit based on their own terms. Your business exit will likely be the biggest financial transaction of your life, and for most, you'll have one shot at doing it right. The topic and guests we feature and the stories they share will provide valuable ideas and strategies to improve operations and grow enterprise value so you can achieve the best possible exit outcome. Now here's your host, Julie Keys. Welcome everyone to Poised for Exit, the podcast show for business owners. In this episode, we're going to speak with someone who has found great success in owning a number of different franchises and living a life that he loves at the same time. We're going to learn something of his happiness secrets right after we hear from our show sponsors, Sunbelt Business Advisors and JAK CPAs. Many business owners planning a business transition feel overwhelmed and don't know where to begin. The CPAs at JAK, John A. Knutson & Company, can guide you to make sense of the numbers and tax pieces of your transition. Our firm was established over 90 years ago, and we have assisted many companies with ownership transitions. Leaving your business successfully takes time, so contact us today to discuss your situation. Visit our website at jakcpa.com. You wouldn't go deep-sea fishing without a guide, or skydive without an instructor. So don't sell your business without a broker. Now is a great time to sell a business. Many are selling at a premium. Contact a business broker at sunbeltminnesota.com or call Sunbelt Business Advisors at 612-455-0880 and get a free confidential business valuation so you'll know what your business might be worth because selling your business is the biggest financial decision you may ever make. There is a record number of buyers looking for businesses right now. It is a seller's market. You could list, sell, and get more for your business now and start the next successful chapter of your life. Call 612-455-0880 today or visit sunbeltminnesota.com. Minnesota's largest seller of companies. 612-455-0880, sunbeltminnesota.com. Ladies and gentlemen, we are here today with Ben Cohen, the owner of numerous franchises, including 1-800-GOT-JUNK. Ben, it's so exciting to have you on the show. I want to hear about your business and about life and your happiness quotient and all those great things. So welcome to Poise for Exit. Hey, uh, it's a pleasure to be here. I'm honored and uh, excited to talk more with you today. Fantastic. Well, as I customarily do, I like to get a little bit of information about the person I'm interviewing. And I know you and I have had a chance to talk and you've given me some information already, but for the benefit of our listeners, let's talk about how you got into the business that you're in, maybe a little bit of your background. Yeah. So um, I grew up in St. Paul, went to school in Minneapolis, a college in Minneapolis, and um, took a job with Cargill out of college in Chattanooga. And so I was with Cargill for 10 years um, my last position with Cargill was as a financial manager and, uh, a friend of mine on the way out one day said he wouldn't be back and he was leaving to uh, start his own franchise. And I asked him a little bit more about that. And a month uh -huh. later I was leaving to start my own franchise. <laughs> Imagine that really interesting. A month later, you didn't waste any time. No. And, uh, as I, as I was leaving Cargill and I was in, I, I mean, I love Cargill. Uh, it did wonders for uh, my career and my development. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I was in a great position there. Uh, but as I was leaving and telling people that I was going to be starting a junk removal company, they thought I was absolutely 
crazy. Um, and for the first couple of years, I thought I was crazy too. Um, mm. but, uh, it was, it was, it was, uh, one of the best moves I've made in my life. So mm. fast forward to, you know, that was back in 2005. Um, fast forward to today, we have a parent company, um, uh, called one 360 wow Inc. And the parent company to three home service companies and the largest, as you mentioned, is 1-800-GOT-JUNK. Okay. We also have a local uh, moving company called You Move Me and oh. then Shackshine. Um, and Shackshine is, we've kind of coined the category house detailing, but window cleaning, gutter cleaning, pressure washing. Ooh. Um, we will, we will uh, put holiday lights on your house. Uh, you mm-hmm. think of car detailing, think of house detailing. Yes. So now we've got, we've got three companies um, that this past year, um, you know, topped $12 million, 200 employees. Um, and we are striving in 2022 to grow again and even more and looking at 18 million and 300 employees. So from 2005 and leaving Cargill and thinking I was absolutely nuts, uh, along with many others, it's, uh, <laughs> it's been a fun ride and a good story. And I like where we're at. That's a really good story. So you have um, worked really hard, obviously, to build this empire since 2005. That's quite remarkable. What, what's your secret to success? Well, you know, we've got, we've got this, uh, our, like our purpose is happy employees equal happy customers. And, um, you know, we, we discovered this many years ago, and it was a byproduct of reading uh, good to great and Jim Collins and mm-hmm. this hedgehog concept that Jim introduces. Um, but like, you know, what, what can we, what can we be the best in the world at? And I really landed on happy employees and, and creating this awesome experience for the type of people that want to work in my kind of businesses. Um, if I can create an awesome experience for them, um, it attracts the people that we want, but then those awesome people in turn do great things for our customers. So we, uh, we've been hyper-focused on the employment experience. So tell me a little bit about that, the employment experience. Obviously, everybody knows out there, um, whether you're an advisor or a business owner, that workforce is, is an obstacle. Finding people is an obstacle. And um, being creative about it is, is really important. But once you actually are able to recruit them and get them in the door, we want to be able to keep those great people. So let's talk about your secret sauce on that. Yeah, excellent. Um, and I think the one of the imp- kind of one of the key things that we did early on is to find you know what we wanted our employment experience to be in detail, and then um, and so we have a list of eighteen things that we commit to deliver to our team members, and we post those eighteen things around our building, and then once a month um, we ask our team, are we delivering on the commitments we've made? And so I bring that up because. You know, I think that we want to be all things to all people. And I think it's just really important to first start with, like, what is it that we want to deliver? Um, and then let's really focus on delivering those things. And so, you know, we, our team members, um, we pay for their, we pay for their uniform. Um, we, we host uh, a morning breakfast every single day. We have uh, morning meetings that are just packed with energy. Um, we, meet with our teams, uh, all team members every quarter, just to do a quick uh, performance review, mm-hmm. you know, and the list goes on. Um, and then, you know, once a month and we're not perfect, they come back and say, 
we say it, are we delivering on these things? And they say yes or no. And that's our audit against the promises that we've made. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the process has, uh, it's worked, you know, and then there's things that, you know, we can't do um, that, that, uh, you know, just not on the list. And, uh, but it helps us just kind of hone in on like, this is this, if, if, if this is what you want, this is what we plan to deliver. Um, and I will, you know, also add, you know, to what you, what you started with is, is that, this needs to evolve now. Like we've done a really good job for many, many years. And now we're facing kind of the, the, the um, next opportunity to evolve into a better, even better employer. And I'll give you like one, one example that's on, it's, it's on the radar for us is that um, there's companies now that allow team members to get paid earlier than payday, right? So, um, you know, our employees make a lot of money in tips. And typically they don't get those tips until uh, payday hits and we pay every two weeks. And there's technology out there now that allows team members to access their tips next day or even a percentage of their comp. And so that becomes something that can be a differentiator as an employer that we'd like to be able to promote and puts the money in our, our team members pockets quicker, you know, so there's going to be a next evolution here. Um, Someone said to me, like, we, I, I don't want to call it the great resignation. I'd like to call it the great progression. And that really resonated with me is like, let's not look at it that way. Let's look at it as an opportunity to deliver more for our team members and get creative on how we do it. And what I presented to our team is, hey, this becomes a competitive advantage. Let's evolve what we, what we, what we are promising to our team members mm-hmm. and make that a competitive advantage for us. And it sounds like it's working because you're able to grow and you can handle the capacity. We are growing at a, at a rapid clip and uh, you know, we've, we've definitely faced our, our challenges in, in keeping uh, in keeping staffed, but we are ahead of the curve. And um, I've got this, I've got this poster in my office that says a, uh, a uh, smooth sea never made for a skilled sailor. And so I think that the turbulence that uh, we are dealing with is making us better, even though it hurts. I think we are, especially in my companies, we're learning from it and uh, adapting and it's going to make us, I think in the long run, even more successful. Well, has COVID had anything to do with people clearing out their stuff? I mean, when we're talking about, you know, 1-800-JUNK, maybe you could just speak to that for a minute. So when we got the news of the shutdowns. I remember yeah. sitting down at the kitchen table with my wife and, and uh, almost in tears, like this is, yeah. this is not going to be good. And yeah. contingency planning. Um, and I run reports to look at the number of jobs we're booking. And I mean, I think a lot of people know this, as you got pushed into your home, you started to look around a lot more at the things that were in your house and what, what else could you work on other than the things in your house? And it just, I just <laughs> yeah. am so lucky that we were in home services. And so I look at the jobs mm-hmm. reports, the number of jobs we're putting on each day. And, you know, two, three days after I had just kind of had this doom and gloom moment, um, the jobs just started to climb and more and more jobs were ending up on our schedule, you know, and then, and then it becomes, um, how do you navigate this? How do you still service your customers in, in a way that makes them feel safe? And then your team members feel safe. And so, mm-hmm. you know, again, I go back to the poster in my office, Lucy never made for a skilled sailor. Um, we went to work on figuring that out so that we could ensure that our employees felt our team members felt safe um, and that our customers felt safe. Well, you must have had a, a really great foundation. I mean, it, from everything you've said so far, 
I'm convinced that you did because you can't just pivot like that and, and pull yourself up by your bootstraps, if you will, if you didn't already have a good foundation. So like you said, um, you've been through some things and you were able to remedy that and become stronger. So, I mean, that's what it sounds like to me. You did all the right things, even though you did suffer, you were able to come out of it being better, stronger, um, more capable of being able to acquire more businesses. Sounds like, sounds like you're expanding too. Tell me about your expansion plans. Yeah. And I'll just, um, maybe echo one thing that you mentioned there is that, that, um, we had a good strategy to start, um, that was focused on the employment experience, which, which, um, has helped tremendously. But the other thing is, is that we just got lucky. Right. And, uh, and, I, I've owned other businesses um, in the fitness world and fitness got hit health and health and fitness got hit hard. And so yeah. we got lucky that we were in a business that, you know, uh, catered to what was going on and people going to their homes. Mm-hmm. Um, so good strategy and uh, a lot of luck. Um, but yeah. Um, so we like, we like, uh, we like what we're building, this focus on uh, happy employees, equal, happy customers, ultimately equally equaling happy business. And so uh, most recently, um, we expanded. We bought a one. We bought a one eight hundred got junk franchise down in Tucson, and this is this is part of our longer term growth strategy: is to, um, uh, you know, acquire other home service businesses that uh, fit our purpose and niche, mm-hmm. and as well, you know, what I am selling to um, people who join our team is an opportunity to join me in entrepreneurship through my companies. And I like to look at 360 Well Inc. as an incubator for entrepreneurs. And, uh, you know, work through working with my team, um, teaching you how to be an entrepreneur. Um, then, you know, we acquire a business in Tucson. And one of my team members takes equity in that business. And uh, that becomes their business. And, you know, we yeah. just continue to do that. And for me, my uh, fulfillment comes from watching other people um, be fulfilled. <laughs> and so this, uh, this is, this is kind of our, our longer term strategy that I'm extremely excited about. And that's, that's, it's now in motion. Wow. So an equity stake, is there, uh, obviously you've got like parameters and, um, maybe some milestones that they have to achieve before they can actually get into that position. Um, if you don't want to speak to that right now, you don't have to, but I mean, I think that's, not everybody wants to own a business, but if you've identified people internally that would make great candidates and are interested and you're fostering that, that's awesome. Yeah. And I think that there are people that, that uh, on our team that have, that are, have clearly said that that's not of interest of them. And that's, and that is fine. We have plenty of roles for people who don't want to become entrepreneurs, but Mm -hmm. for, you know, for a lot of my team members and, and most of my leaders today joined me on the front lines and then grew. Right. But, but selling this vision of, Hey, someday, you know, you can have um, ownership in a company if you follow this path. Um, the the other thing that I am figuring out is, um, you know, as we've grown, not everybody now comes through the front lines. And so, mm-hmm. um, you know, what what qualifies you as an equity candidate? Right. There's a there's a tenure um, portion. And there's just also like this is just you are wired to succeed as an entrepreneur. And I just see that. And if I put this in front of you, you're going to get after it. Um, and then, you know, building in 
um, some of the safeguards if if uh, if things go off track uh, uh-huh. is important. Um, but yeah, and and um, I know this is a, a podcast on exit strategy, um, but you know part of my exit is to not necessarily exit, but to sell portions of my company to entrepreneurs that I've incubated. And so this, this, uh, this business just continues on um, and lives through entrepreneurs that we've, uh, we've self-developed. You've self-developed and created a lasting legacy of, of happiness and success for the people that you care about who've been a part of your team and have been loyal and helped you grow. So that's a, that's an amazing circle of love, if you will, Ben. <laughs> um, let's talk about happiness. You know, one of the things that we kind of chatted about prior to the show starting was that many people today, regardless of their um, status as a business owner or, or employee um, have uh, many people have lost their joy and, mm-hmm. And happiness is not something that's the same as joy, but it does pay to be happy and do things that make you happiest. And I know that that's a big factor for you in how you live your life. So speak to that for a second. Yeah, I would love to. And as you're, as you are, are as you are talking about this, I'm, I'm getting goosebumps because it's, it's just become so important to me. And, and I think I want to, I want to make sure to say that like, I haven't always been happy. Right. And yeah. in 20, 2018, you know, I, I hit rock bottom and yeah. I had to dig my way out of kind of this mess that I created. And I read a book uh, written by uh, a Google exec. Uh, he's a former Google exec, Solve for Happy. His name's Mo Gaudet. Great book. Changed my life. One yeah. of the things that changed my life. But he opened my eyes to your natural state is to be happy. Like you, you came out of the womb happy. And then the world uh, and all the things that come, you know, the great things and bad things impacts you, right? And you, your state changes. And so if I could say it another way, you, know, we're, you and I are both in Minnesota today and it's snowy and it's cloudy. One of my favorite things about flying on an airplane is that you get up, you finally get up above the clouds. And every time you get above the clouds, what happens? Blue sky. The blue sky is there. And that's a metaphor for the happiness is there. And we've done these things to condition ourselves not to be happy. And so for me, mm. discovering, um, you know, in 2018 that, that I wasn't happy and what I needed to do um, to become happy um, was an amazing thing in a journey that I started on. And um, and today I can tell you I'm I'm very happy, but after a lot of work. It does take work, doesn't it? I mean, I would think that it was a, a certain amount of... Um of introspection on your part to really examine, okay, well, what do I really want? What, what does make me happiest? You know, these are kind of on a higher level, some of the conversations I have with my clients when they're thinking about selling their business and they think that that's what makes them happy. And what will my life be like without it? And will I ever be happy? Um, and, and, you know, it's kind of got to give yourself permission to be right. Oh, um, we all deserve to be, we all deserve to be happy. So let me, let me tell you, if I can, can I tell you just a quick story on my epiphany? Yeah. And I, and I, I'm an advocate for therapy and especially entrepreneurs. I think every entrepreneur should have a therapist because I have have an hour a week um, (laughs) with my guy and his job is to listen to me and process all of this stuff that's going on in my brain. But I was sitting with him in 2018 and I had a 30 ounce diet Mountain Dew on the, uh, 
on the uh, coffee table. And I was, I was talking to him about the house I was buying and building and the one I was um, selling and my two startups and my herniated disc in my neck um, oh. and my three kids that are nine and under. And I said, you know, I just, I don't know why I feel so anxious. And, you know, he kind of smirked and, and uh, you just don't even realize what conditions you put yourself, uh, you know, surrounded yourself with until you have someone with a clear mind looking at you going, well, let's, let's start with a 30 ounce of diet Mountain Dew. And how many of those have you had today? <laughs> oh, that's, that's number three, you know? And so, uh, by the way, caffeine causes a, an amazing amount of anxiety, right? So mm-hmm. how about in this journey to happiness, we look at like reducing our caffeine intake, you know, and then, and then I went on to like, I learned about sleep and the importance of sleep and recovering yeah. and sleeping well and, mm-hmm. um, diets and exercise and all of these things. But, um, you know, it took, it took this uh, therapist to kind of awaken me to, yeah, let me, let me just say back to you what's going on. Um, and so I got to work on it and, uh, you know, it's been several years and, you know, every, every year I'm adding to, um, you know, how do I take care of myself more to get closer to a consistent blue sky? And there are going to be always things, like you said before, there's always going to be things in life that are going to pull you back into the clouds and, mm. and it's a decision, right, that we have to make every day to take a stand for what it is that we, you know, aspire towards, believe in, um, value, uh, because the world will definitely try to yank us back, right? Yeah, and I, and I, and I think the old me, um, you know, would, would be shook by um, kind of these things that happen. But if you're examining yeah. yourself first and what role you're playing in some of this, I think you can control a lot of it and for sure, soften the impact of it. Doesn't mean it's not going to happen, but you can soften the impact. The next thing is, is that now I just expect these things to happen. You know, it's like, and it quite honestly, it's why I love what I do because I come in and I get to solve problems and I love solving problems. And if you eliminated all of the challenges, I wouldn't have anything to do. And sometimes just taking a different perspective, you go, okay, like this is kind of what drives me, you know? And so I expect things not to go right. And I thrive in trying to figure it out versus coming in like almost scared that something is not going to go right. Sure. Well, I think that many entrepreneurs are wired the way you are. Like we were talking about earlier, so many business owners can't imagine life without their business. And it's not just because some haven't figured out who they are without their business identity wise. It's that many of them just love what they do. And, and, and that's a valid that's a valid way to transition, meaning you die with your boots on, you know, however you want to oh. say it. As long as you have your contingencies in place in case something happens, you can work in the rest of your life if you want to. If it brings you joy and happiness and you're making a difference, then why would you not want to keep doing that as long as you can? So I know that that's kind of your strategy and, and I admire that. Um, I feel like the work that I'm doing is my life's work as well. And I have no intention of not doing it um, unless at some point, you know, I can't, Um, but it really does light me up. And I feel like I've, my whole life has set me up to do this work, working with business owners, especially now um, has been a challenge in many ways because of the challenges that they're going through. Now, like for you, I know that sometimes you have a challenge just in finding vehicles, right? We have supply chain issues everywhere. And and I know that you have a good, um, strong advisor relationship with your banker, Jeff Campbell, over at Fidelity. 
Um, so let's speak to that advisor relationship that you have with Jeff. And he's the one who introduced me to you after all. So I want to say nice things about Jeff. He's a, he's a great guy. He's well-known. He knows what he's doing. He's a good lender, but he's also a really good advisor. So let's talk about that. Um, I would love to talk about that. And I, you say advisor, I say, I, I call him my partner and, you know, um, I have this quote that, uh, that doesn't apply here. It's the other side of it, but I say, um, it's not my quote. Some it's, I think it's Mark Twain's quote. I'm not sure, but, but, uh, comparison is the death of joy and you don't realize how good Jeff and fidelity are until you deal with a more traditional bank. Right. And as an entrepreneur, I would say, um, my experience is, uh, you know, the best partner that you can find is your banker. And, and once I got to fidelity and Jeff, I found a partner and I tell my leaders, uh, finding good partners that, that support you through your growth is so important. And so as I've grown, right. And, you know, we didn't talk about, we acquired, um, we acquired another junk, uh, 1-800-GOT-JUNK in this market, you know, last spring, I've uh, had a partner that I, that I bought down. Um, we grew at almost 60% this year buying trucks and just everything. And I'm, I am on the phone with Jeff all the time talking about what's going on. Maybe he's my therapy. Maybe he's my part-time therapist too. I don't know. But, um, but as I, he has now bought into what we are trying to do. And, yeah. and that's not to mention he's not so that that's a crazy idea. And uh, I'm not sure that's a good, like we should do that. Um, but um, once we kind of land on the direction we're going, um, they, uh, uh, Jeff and Fidelity have been amazing partners. And now my team members interact with Jeff and his team and they come back to me and go, gosh, they just make it so easy to do business. And I'm like, ah, that's what I'm talking about. Great partners. Yes. I, I, I could go on and on about um, Jeff yeah. and Fidelity and um, I would put them on the list of things that uh, have just made my life a lot better. That is, that is really wonderful. And I'm sure that they appreciate that um, plug for their organization. Um, you're right. You know, not everybody that has, never, not everybody who's owned a business has had relationships like that with their banker. Although I think for the most part, the bankers that I'm in relationship with, they, that's the kind of relationship that they strive for. Um, but it sounds like Jeff's really hit the nail on the head with you. And, and it's great that you call him a partner because I agree. I, I think your banker, of course, needs to be your partner, but, but so do your other advisors um, mm. really championing for you, right? Obviously, they're going to be devil's advocate and they're going to say, well, maybe you shouldn't do this or that. Um, but at the same time, we also want them to be like optimistic and go, you know, what if, right? So, so saying things like, what if I think can be really helpful for, for business owners um, to have someone on their side where they're trying to be visionaries and think outside the box, but being on the outside, looking in sometimes is a great advantage. And it sounds like you guys have got that yin and yang, if you will. Um, So thanks for sharing that. And also as, as far as that whole happiness um, conversation goes, I, I'm so glad that you shared that too. And we've run out of time, so we got to keep moving, but Thanks for for bringing that up and uh, allowing us to take the conversation in that direction. So it went a little bit differently than than maybe what we talked about initially. But I think that the content for the show today is one that's really going to resonate with a lot of listeners. So we'll have to have you back on the show again in the Mm -hmm. future, Ben, so that you can share more of um, your stories and anecdotes and and things like that, because they're unconventional. And I think they're awesome. 
So thank you for that. Yeah, it's just been, it's been a pleasure to be here. I appreciate it. Um, maybe you could just share if you've got one piece of advice for an entrepreneur out there right now who, who might be struggling or might be trying to figure out what's next, especially for 2022, what would you say? So can, so can I give you two quick ones? Sure. Read Mo's book, Solve for Happy, Mo Gaudette, right? And that'll, that'll give you a good foundation for, um, you know, what, how to, how to find your happiness, because I mm-hmm. think that's very important. Um, and I think that's why we're here. And the other, mm-hmm. if most entrepreneurs were like me, is that you are over-caffeinating. So a very simple thing you can do, there is, there is an app called the Caffeine app. Oh, Download really? it. <laughs> Download it. Julie, you might need to do this too. And log I, for one day, log all of your caffeine intake. And this app, if you get the right one, mine's called the Caffeine app and it's on, on uh, Apple. It will tell you when you're sleep ready. So if you go to bed and you're not sleep ready, you're not going to get good sleep, even though you fall asleep. And that app and paying attention to the amount of caffeine in your body might kickstart a great reduction in anxiety, which can lead to then, you know, you thinking more rationally and all the other great things that I've been able to experience. So those are my two. Very good advice. I don't know that I have a caffeine problem, but I definitely have an addiction to B vitamins. So you got to be really careful of what time of day you take those things. <laughs> anyway, I'm sure um, there's an app for that. I don't know. There probably is an app for that. Ben, thanks so much. I really appreciate you being on the show. For our listeners, you can find this and all of our episodes on the Poised for Exit website at poisedforexit.com, where you can also get a copy of my book, Poised for Exit. Please share this program with your business owner, friends, and colleagues. We really appreciate your support. And thanks so much for listening.